This is Stephen Adams. And this is Cameron Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go to you. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anas Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anas Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're a part of DailyThunder.com, also all Mighty Baller Radio. Check us out on Dash Radio on Saturday afternoons. Today, I have the man who is responsible for the fidget spinners that were behind Brian Davis's head last week, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What up? <laughs> How's it going? Good. Uh, I need to get a couple of stories from you. The first one I need to get is... What did you do when you saw the fidget spinners behind Brian Davis's head? Uh, I was very confused. Because <laughs> like everyone else, I just assumed that you guys were just big lamos and had brought those with you for some reason. For like the express purpose of taking pictures with people with those fidget spinners in them. And also, my wife's a teacher. Mm-hmm. She's a middle school teacher. And so she hates fidget spinners so when i showed her that picture she was just furious at you <laughs> she hates when kids have these fidget spinners they're the worst things in the world to her uh, so yeah that was awesome that you got to meet him though i got to meet him he goes to my parents church and so like two christmases ago i got to meet him because he like read from the pulpit whatever oh wow yeah he was a reader at the church That's and awesome. so i went up to him afterwards and i just made up some bs you know i was like <laughs> Because I, I probably like talk a lot of trash about him in my yeah. real life. Yeah, yeah. But of yeah. course, when you meet someone like that in real life, you're like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> you're so great. I'm such a big fan. Now he is. Yeah. He's inc- an incredibly nice man. Incredibly he is. nice. Yeah. Um, and also, so I just this this Paul George trade. It's still kind of sinking in at this point, and I don't know that it really will sink in until we actually see him play. Um. But what what was your story the night of the Paul George trade? Because everybody just basically was freaking out that whole night, and I was making crazy claims that night. Um, but what was what was your story? Uh, I, well, I was graduating, I think the next day, and so we were out at dinner with uh, all my family and my my wife's family at a place called Noble Rot. Oh, what is that? It's it's like a I don't know it's nice but they have this plate an appetizer called the the meat rot plate oh it's like the least appetizing thing in the world <laughs> it was very nice of course no one I was with knew who Paul George was other than okay. my dad no one cared I was on my phone underneath the table that's when I first saw it and of course I just like I just was like looking around like. <laughs> Well, we got, can you believe this? <laughs> I'm like, no one cares. They're just like, please, Alex, please. This is a very nice dinner. Please take it seriously. We're taking you out to this expensive place. And I was like, go, 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 And it was terrible because I couldn't do anything. And I was like, trying. I wanted to tweet something, but I knew that was going to take too long. So I eventually went to the bathroom and uh, faked 
going to the bathroom <laughs> and just sat on the toilet and scrolled through my Twitter feed. That's a good call. That's a good, that's the story I was hoping to hear is that you yeah. fake went to the bathroom to look at your Twitter for Paul George. Uh, that's great. I'd like to thank Chicken Express for sponsoring today's show. Go into Chicken Express for lunch or for dinner. You can go in. They have some locations in Oklahoma City. They have one in Edmond, Yukon. You can go to Tulsa, Amarillo. They're all over Dallas. You can go check out Chicken Express today. Their chicken strips are so good. Uh, you can choose a biscuit or roll with any meal. Uh, I go roll, man. Those rolls are good. Their biscuits are great. I had uh, their biscuits and gravy the other day. That was awesome. But, man, I had a roll a couple days ago. And you just got to go with it, man. It's so good. And you can get French fries that are really great, fried okra. Their mashed potatoes and gravy is great. Their coleslaw is good. Mac and cheese, cheese sticks, corn nuggets. Their fried pickles are really delicious. You got to go check them out. Uh, you can get lots of different sauces, barbecue, honey, chipotle ranch, all very good. They have hot sauce there as well, jalapeno ranch, which I really like. Go check out Chicken Express today for lunch or dinner. Uh, so we're going to talk about Paul George. We want to. So everybody's like, oh, we got a top 10 player. Oh, we got the number four, or number five, or number three small forward in the league. I thought it'd be fun to actually like talk through that and figure out like where do we think he actually ranks among small forwards and where does he rank is he a top 10 player um so i think we'll start with where does paul george rank among small forwards and i think the kind of line for me is you have lebron kevin durant Kawhi leonard and then after that i feel like it's a little bit open i think that you have probably paul george and Giannis, and i think it probably depends on who you ask who you put there uh what do you think yeah and i think you could make a distinction between like overall ranking and then ranking for the thunder specifically this year Mm -hmm. Uh, because i do think there are like i think i like Giannis. i would take Giannis before paul george like i just think Giannis is incredible he's 22 yeah i always forget He's, he's that guy that like every time you see his age, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's incredible. Like he, we, we were comparing these top six guys. Yeah. The sixth one was Gordon Hayward. And like Giannis has the best free throw rate. He gets to the line a ton. He's the best rebounder of the group. He's maybe like, he, I don't know if he's the best defender, but he's like going, he's heading that way. And then he's a great passer. And so like he has all, all these things that you would want that are amazing. The thing that might tip it for me for Paul George specifically with the thunder is that Paul George is such a good, not just, not that he's just a good three point shooter. Um, he's second overall in this group, but that he takes the most amount of threes. Mm-hmm. So he takes 36.8% of his shots are threes compared to Giannis, which is like 14%. Yep. Yeah. The, and, the value that he provides for the team that shot the worst percentage from three last year is it's going to be astounding right so yeah so overall i'd probably take Giannis, and i think you could even make a case for gordon hayward um but i'd probably have paul in that five be in the five spot yeah drpm did not like paul george last season uh and we talk about him like he's a good defender but what do you what do you think about that number 
you know, honestly, the one that was more confusing to me was the Gordon Hayward one. Yeah. Because he's on such a better defensive team mm-hmm. than the Pacers last year. So it's like, what? Because they were both about the same in terms of DRPM. They both had negative numbers and they were basically the same value. Um, Paul George, you know, his team was not great defensively last year. They weren't terrible. Um, I think they were like 15 in defensive efficiency. But, you know, they had a lot of guys like, you know, Monte Ellis and some of these other guys. So I don't know if that's just you chalk that up to the team or you admit that, like, Paul George did kind of have a down year last year for Paul George. Yeah. Um, I'd like to look at those numbers, like, pre and post All Star break because he kind of came on after the All Star break. Um, but before, I, I mean, his his splits were not very good. I think he was only averaging up until like December, January, like 18 points per game. and wasn't shooting very well. Um, so I'm sure his splits are kind of crazy. He was definitely like a buy low candidate in fantasy basketball. Cause he was shooting like some, he was shooting a, a ridiculous amount of shots and then shooting like 37%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He shot 44% from the field <clears throat> before the all-star break post all-star break. He was almost 49% from the field. Um, true shooting, 57% pre-All-Star break, 62% post-All-Star break. Uh, his usage went up after the All-Star break. Uh, he was he was very, very good um, in those last 25 games. Um, but in the first 50, he kind of struggled. Yeah, he was trying to get that DPE. <laughs> he was yeah. trying to get that DPE. Uh, the Pacers wanted him to get it, too. Yeah. Um, it's insane. I still can't believe that the Thunder got Paul George. Um, okay, so I think that he's. I, I think that you're probably right with Giannis, and, and one way that I want to approach the conversation is not like who would you want to have going forward, but who would you want to have for specifically this next season for uh, this team, or just in general? Just in general. Okay. Because I do think that you're right. That I, I think you'd rather have Paul George on the Thunder than Giannis because you already have a ball dominant guard. And I think that the fit with Giannis and Westbrook would be pretty awkward uh, because you want Giannis to have the ball in his hands and he's not a great spot up shooter. And like you said, he didn't take a lot of shots from three. Uh, You need a small forward. That's kind of more of a utility type guy like Paul George that can shoot threes and, uh, is going to be, I mean, and the thing is, like, we were like, Paul George is going to be a great defender. Paul George doesn't have to be that great uh, because we have Robertson, who he's going to play a lot with. And so he's, <clears throat> I think that he's going to more so be able to play passing lanes and stuff like that. Like, he had the same total number of steals last season that Chris Paul did. I think he's going to have a lot of steals next year. I think he and Westbrook are going to feast on steals next year. And I think that with Patrick Patterson and Adams on the back line, and then you have Robertson still playing out there on the best wing or point guard or whoever, I think those two are going to be able to feast on the fast break. And that I think that's probably something that we haven't talked about and something that might be a little bit underrated about this Thunder defense is that you have two of the most athletic guys on the wing who can attack on the fast break uh, that are going to be just... I think they're going to get a crazy amount of steals. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, it it will be interesting to see, like, how much of a defensive load he has to take. Because if you look at, like, a team like the Rockets, for instance, Mm -hmm. you figure Westbrook, they'll probably put him on Chris Paul. 
they'll probably put Robertson on James Harden. And then Paul George gets to guard like Trevor Reza or something. Right. And so he doesn't have to guard like one of those main guys the entire game. Mm-hmm. And there just aren't, I mean, other than the Warriors, the Warriors are like the one team where like, yes, he's going to have to be guarding a very good person yep. every time he's on the floor. But for most of these teams, like the Thunder are going to be able to get by with who they have. And Paul George will kind of be able to take whatever is left over. Yeah. And you look at kind of the efficiency numbers with him and Russell Westbrook. And you have to think that they're going to both be more efficient because the load that both of them are going to have to carry is so much less offensively, defensively. Uh, it's it's going to be a game changer for both of them. I think they're both going to really enjoy playing with each other. I think there will be a learning curve for both of them. Uh, but I think that it's I think it's just a tremendous fit. I'm not sure. I mean, I think Kawhi would be the only other guy that would be like a better fit because he's not an incredibly high usage small forward. Um, but if you're not getting like Kevin Durant or LeBron, I think that Paul George is of these next four or five small forwards. He's probably the best fit. Yeah. And I think Gordon Hayward fits really well. Um, (laughs) Gordon Hayward's good. Yeah. He's really good. Um, all right. Is Paul George a top 10 NBA player? What do you think? No, no. (laughs) Okay. Let's go through it. Okay, the obvious ones. The first team, All-NBA. Kawhi, LeBron, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So already at six. Kevin Durant, obvious. Steph Curry, another obvious. Yep. Okay, so now we're at uh, the eighth player. Yep. I would say that Draymond is obviously better than him. Okay. So now I'm at the ninth player. And then I'd say John Wall. Yeah, John. Um, okay. You got John Wall over Paul George. You have Draymond Green over Paul George. Yes. Okay. Uh, and well, from earlier, so I'd probably put Giannis over Paul George as well. Okay. Um, but I, I get you can argue that. Um, so then I'm looking at guys like where does he rank with like Gobert, Isaiah Thomas, Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys where I'm like he, he's in that range. Yeah. I just don't know which of those, like how I personally would rank them. Yeah. Cause it's hard to say like, Oh, I would definitely take Isaiah Thomas over Paul George. Cause like even as great as Isaiah Thomas was, there's always those like deficiencies that are like so obvious defensively that you're like, well, I, maybe I'll just go with Paul George. Cause he maybe has like more all around game, mm-hmm. even though Isaiah is probably much better offensively than him. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where that's where it gets hard to like rank these players because it's like skill versus skill and it's like well Paul George is like an elite scorer and a good defender and he's also a good passer uh, and he can you can run your offense through him uh, he can really shoot it and that's where like I mean like Draymond is a, an incredible defender great passer uh, but if you just like plop Draymond on any team in the NBA I don't know if he'd have as big of an impact if you just plop Paul George on an NBA team. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just really like Draymond because he's like the perfect like small ball big man. No, he's I it's, mean, he's great. I, I'm not trying to say that he I think that no, he no. probably is a, a top ten NBA player. But if you just like threw Paul George or Draymond or Orlando. Like who's probably? I think Paul George probably has a bigger impact on Orlando. 
I don't know. I don't know. And I, I feel weird saying that, but I really... <laughs> I think the, I think the thing is that Draymond is great with wings that already can score because like some of the problems with teams like Orlando is that they just can't score like they can't they don't have anybody that can score on anybody. Well, the Warriors have three of those guys, and then when you have this great passing big who can defend everybody and that can space out a little bit himself, although he had a really bad shooting year himself, I think that's an incredible fit. But you throw him on Orlando with Nick Vucevic and like Alfred Payton and like all these guys like. I just don't think that it looks as good. Now, what about uh, Chris Paul? I'd probably take Chris Paul ahead of Paul George. Yeah, here's here's the list that I have. LeBron, KD, Steph, Kawhi, Westbrook, Harden, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green. And then I feel like you're in the range of Paul George. Yeah. So he's definitely like maybe like a 9 to 15 type player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would put him at 10. I don't know that I would put John Wall above him. Um, and Giannis is, is definitely the question, especially if we're asking like, for this next season. I mean, Giannis is obviously incredible. I mean, he's, he's incredible. And I think that you probably would like Giannis over him. So you could say like Paul George is maybe 11th or 12th, somewhere around there. I just look at Paul George's... Um, playoff stats that were just absolutely insane because his regular season like he had a good regular season but then you look at what he did in the playoffs and you're like okay like that's where that's what makes me pause with him with guys like Draymond Green with guys like uh, John Wall with even guy a guy like Chris Paul that he averaged 28 points per game almost two steals seven assists almost nine rebounds per game shooting 42% from three, taking 10 threes a game in those four games. Like, he was a monster. And they got swept, but it was, I mean, they nearly beat the Cavs in a game, which is like a miracle for an Indiana team that wasn't any good. Uh, So that's what gives me the most pause. Because if you just go off their regular seasons, then I think that it's really easy to put even John Wall and Draymond Green and Giannis above him. But then when I put... When I take into account those four playoff games that like really mattered for him, I that makes me think like, oh man, like I could put him at nine. Right. Yeah, I I think both of those guys, Giannis and Paul George, what they did last year was really impressive because they were almost one man teams. I mean, Giannis lost uh, Jabari. He Chris Middleton was out for most of the year, yeah, and he still ends as a six seed with like really just a bunch of random guys. Yeah. Um, and Paul George did so- something pretty similar. I mean, they, they at least had Jeff Teague, but they weren't particularly deep. I mean, they were relying on Lance Stevenson at the end of the year. Right. Um, so both of them though, were in this position where they were like the man and had to basically carry this team to the playoffs on their own. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think we're going to see a, a much different Paul George. I mean, he's just, he's going to be able to do so much more. How much do you take into account like his uh, the the workout stories, like him working out with the NFL players and this like old like this uh, like warehouse, and he's he's lifting more than these linebackers and these like what do you what do you do with that? Uh, they're lies. <laughs> or or maybe he what if he leaves next year and goes to the NFL? Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> He'd be a great tight end. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you hope that it's true because if you were like, if you were those NFL guys reading it and it's just like his agent making up these stories to make him sound <laughs> like, come on, man, why, why didn't I lie? We saw you. We were right here. <laughs> Dude, he's got chains hanging all over him. Is there, it's kind of a, it seems very strange and primitive. It's kind hey, of, Summer's the season to get yoked. I feel like everyone's going back to like the basics, you know? Isn't that isn't that the whole thing with CrossFit? Yeah, you got like Julius Randle, who's like super ripped now. It took him like five days to get super ripped after the NBA season was over. Same with Victor Oladipo. You got Paul George. I mean it's this is you're right. It's time to get yoked. It's it's really impressive. Especially uh for me, I've since I've been living in Portland, I've been drinking a lot more beer and I've started to get a beer gut. <laughs> Which it looks really lame on me because I'm only like 150 pounds and like six foot, <laughs> so it's like really obvious. I became so self conscious about it over the holiday break that I thought I would. When I went to buy jeans, I decided to get like a bigger size so that I could wear them higher. <laughs> oh I thought this would be a good idea. I was going to like wear them higher. I was like, this will cover this this protruding gut I'm getting. Turns out I just looked like a doofus because I was wearing my pants so high. Over your over the belly button? Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. Was, I thought this was like a great plan because I was like, well, I'll just wear my shirt over it. No one will be able to tell, but I could tell and I felt like an idiot. So I had to give jeans away and now I've just decided – to exercise which is uh, the other option so what are you what are you doing to get yoked i think everybody really everybody really wants to know uh i only run so i'm not getting yoked okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, probably not even losing weight i've uh been getting a new body doing beach body workouts with my wife on the tv so is that what it's called beach body work yeah you can pay like a fee every, for or, like every month you pay a fee and you get access to like hundreds of these workout videos and so Amy's are you done. doing them every day? we're trying to yes i see i can't do those dynamic movements oh i look so so dumb doing them i mean incredibly incredibly dumb now i i did once i did have a big major life moment uh a few nights ago i started i had a few beers in the afternoon oh. after setting i had three beers and then I started feeling bad because I was thinking about my gut again. <laughs> and I went and ran. And I ran four miles nonstop right after three beers. Uh-oh. I was very proud of myself. I didn't get sick. Oh, nothing. good. Oh, wow. That's, that's, yeah. that's impressive. Thank you. What's the weather like, though? Because like, if, if I did that here, I might you, actually die. Yeah. You would vomit everywhere. <laughs> uh, no, it's great here. It's been 80 like every single day. Oh, man. So. That's so nice. Uh, so we think that Paul George is a ninth, 10th, 11th through 15th best player in the NBA. I think it all comes down to like opinion here, like with John Wall, with even Giannis, with Draymond Green, uh, Gordon Hayward, guys like that. I think that you could get a variety of opinions. Um, but I feel like the top eight are kind of like, I don't think that you would take, Paul George over Anthony Davis or over James Harden or Chris Paul or Russ or Kawhi, Steph, KD or LeBron. You agree with that? Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. I also think it's interesting when you're thinking about 
like going back to Draymond for a second, like usually when people talk about ranking, it's always like you put this guy on like a lottery team and what happens. Yeah. But I think it's also worth thinking about like, what if you put this guy in the best situation possible for him? Mm -hmm. Like how would that affect him? And that's where I think Draymond gets the boost because like, yeah, Paul George would be better on like this random Indiana Pacers team. That's going to get 42 wins. But is that really the best use of Paul George's talents and just like going out every night and like having to do everything on his own? Um, and that's why next year is so interesting because he's never played with a player the caliber of Westbrook. Yep. So what what do you think? It, what else do the Thunder need to do to make this like a perfect environment for Paul George? Uh, more parties. <laughs> more cool parties. I love cool parties. <laughs> I was, love. It was a cool party. It looked really cool. I was texting our friend Hunter, who started. What is it called? The Jones Jones Assembly. Yeah, it's super yeah. cool. Yeah, I was texting him the whole time, uh, asking him. Well, because he was telling me that a lot more people showed up than they had anticipated. Yeah, there were a lot That's of people, significantly more. And I was like, "Well, just please tell me there's no storm chasers there." <laughs> I didn't see any. Were there none? There were. I recognized the faces of some storm chasers that were dressed in non-massive cargo pants. They were out of costume. They were out of costume. So the I whole, just so basically, aging. like the whole Thunder organization was there. Like if you if you work for the Thunder in any capacity, you were there, and you're like dressed nicely, and you're enjoying the party. Wow. So yeah, I mean everybody was there. All the a bunch of season ticket holders were there. Like everybody who works for the, for the Thunder was there. So there were some storm chasers, which I wasn't too happy about, but. Uh, but in terms of like creating an environment for Paul George, I, I think a big thing would be staggering the minutes, which we've talked about. Yeah. Um, just so that you still get some of that like solo Paul George getting to do his thing. Yeah. Um, because you, you have to imagine this is going to be a pretty significant transition for him. I mean, he's played a certain way his entire career. He's always been the man. And then he's coming to this place with the MVP. And I think staggering the minutes could kind of help him ease him into that yeah i agree and i think that that's what billy wants to do that's what he wanted to do from day one with russ and kd but that wasn't something that they were super interested in doing and so he had to like talk them into it i think from day one he's just going to say this is what we do this is what we do here and i think paul george will give it a try so i i don't think that that will be a problem who do, who do you play with Paul George in those staggered minutes? I think this has been a conversation that we've been having for the last couple of weeks. But who do you, if you're not going to play him with Westbrook, who do you play him with? Um, okay, so it'd be Felton, I'm assuming. Yeah, they'll, they're always going to play a point guard, and they proved that last season with Samaj, is that they're always going to put a point guard out there. And then, um, do you think, see, I, I would rather use Cantor's minutes when Westbrook's on the floor by himself. Yeah, I agree. I think that those two, like you, you got a guaranteed bucket with those two coming down right. the floor. So then you either do Steven Adams or you do like a small ball lineup with Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about either of those? I mean, obviously Steven Adams is the easy one, but what do you think about like a small ball lineup? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that you, if depending on who you're playing, if you have that super switchy lineup with like who, like Grant, and who do you put at the four? Or are you playing Paul at the four? So you could either play Patterson, or yeah, you could do yeah George. I think giving um, him the most space, you could do a Grant Patterson, and it doesn't. You can call them whatever you want. You can call Patterson the center if you want. Um, it doesn't really matter. Um, Paul George, and then who plays it too? Abrenas. Abrenas. So that lineup would be really interesting. So Ray Felton, Abrenas, Paul George, Patterson, and Grant. Like that would give him enough space to operate. You also have a creator in Raymond Felton um, who can create shots for Paul George. And then you have like enough defenders with Patterson and Grant out there where Paul George doesn't feel like he has, to, he has to do everything. I think that would be really interesting. And I would expect that to happen. And even if you put in, you know, if you put in Adams for Patterson or something like that, I think that that's yeah. also really interesting. It, it's it's going to be pretty wild if you ha- when you have like Paul George, Abrinas, and Patterson all on the floor because just those three like they all take more than thirty three percent of their shots from three. Yep. And so you could you know you could pair them with, I mean just think about like if Cantor was on the floor with those three guys like how much room he would have. Right. And if he learns how to pass out of double team again, <laughs> he could have all these shooters around him. Well, and even Canner as a shooter, like they've they've talked about him as doing that. I'm not buying into it until I actually see it. Like <laughs> these workout videos are really cool, uh, but I'm not going to buy into it until I see it on the court. Uh, right. But if he is actually a three point shooter, like that, that's actually a really big deal for this team because this Thunder team they could use as much three point shooting as they can get, and if Canner can score on anybody in the post and then stretch out to three. I think that that's kind of a game changer because I don't think they're going to be able to trade Canner. I don't think they really even want to trade him at this point because, I mean, there's still like centers out on the, the market right now that you could go get for basically like nothing that could, you know, fill a role of like an Ennis Canner on your team. Um, but if he can actually stretch out to three, I think that his value is tremendous for OKC. Then he'd be like, he'd be like a rich man's most Spates or something. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and also the passing too. Like if you, I, I don't know if he'll do that because he completely went away from it after he came back from his broken arm. Like he wouldn't even look to pass. But if he could do that again, where he could, is just making like these simple reads, and I think he's going to have the space because Ray Felton, as much as it's fun to make fun of him, he attracts way more, uh, way more defenders than Samaj would. Then also, like I don't know, the the Thunder just like have added like competent NBA players that people have to guard, which I think is kind of an underrated thing with this team. Like they added two players uh, without having to give up anything in Patterson and Felton, who I think are two so, you know, solidly NBA players, and then yeah, Paul George. I I don't know. I just think that Canner, as much as like Adams is going to see some improvement from this, I think Canner is going to see also just as much because he's going to be playing with NBA players where up until after the all-star break, Tanner was playing with a lot of guys that could, that are probably more D league players than NBA players. Right. It's very exciting. You're getting- <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Cause we, I mean, we were, we talked about it before the trade deadline and like you said, basically the thunder just need guys that can play like anybody that can play like, come yeah. on. 
<laughs> and now Billy Donovan experiments with his lineups. Like we know that. Like he's going to just throw out these stupid lineups during the regular season and be like, what are you doing? But instead of it being with like three of the worst players in the NBA, like he's going to be doing it with like NBA rotation caliber players, which makes a massive difference in that. And I think that's also why this year in the playoffs versus the last year in the playoffs, like Billy Donovan looked like a genius whenever he had like really good NBA players. And he kind of looked like an idiot this ne- this past playoffs <laughs> because he didn't have that many good NBA players. I think that that will be a big difference maker for Donovan as well. Yeah. Trying to come up with lineup, like five man lineups last year, like these kind of conversations, it was like always such a minefield. <laughs> oh yeah. you, you wouldn't even like be paying attention. And all of a sudden you'd realize like, just by or, like process of elimination, like I'm left with Kyle Singler at the three. Right. Like, how did I end up here? <laughs> and there's like, so many combinations this year that he can try with legitimately decent players. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Doug McDermott? What do you th- what do you think he plays much this year? What do you what do you think about his role? I I, I don't see him I don't see him playing a ton of minutes. Yeah. Um, just because I think not only are there better players, but there's better players who play big minutes. Um, at his position so unless he's getting minutes at the four i just don't see where he's getting a ton of minutes yeah and i don't even know how many minutes he'll get at the four i think they'll try it i think that there'll be a a couple games this season where he gets to play some minutes at the four but i think that they want to play jeremy grant there and i think that they want to give patterson a chance there and i also think that they want to play paul george there at times like if paul george is really getting stronger uh and indiana wanted to play him at the four a lot but apparently he didn't want to but I think the Thunder will put him at the four. Force him. <laughs> he has no choice. You just trick him. You just trick him into it. You just throw the guys out there, and then he just ends up being the four. It doesn't really matter. I mean, like the like playing the four a lot of times in this league is a lot like playing the three like four years ago. So it's not like it's not that it's not like a, it's not a huge deal for Paul. Yes, yeah, having to go against Zach Randolph every single night. Right. Yeah, and like the guys like Zach Randolph, like those guys are backup centers now. Like you can't you can't play those guys at the four anymore. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting. Uh, do you have some Thunder? Would you rather?s I do. Thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to start with some softballs, some easy ones. Okay, okay, easy. They're just not that exciting. They're just some basic ones. Okay, so in this scenario, would you rather? Only one of these players reaches their ceiling, and the other one is out of the league in two years. Okay. So would you rather – and it has to be their, like, realistic ceiling. Not every player is just going to, like, become LeBron. Okay. So either Jeremy Grant reaches his ceiling or Alex Abrinas reaches his ceiling. Uh, Abrinas. Okay. I figured you would say that, but the only reason I asked was because Jeremy Grant, his, like, possible ceiling – you could basically say anything at this point. <laughs> I, could, I could convince myself that he could become like Serge Ibaka. Like there's yeah. no reason because you see the the shot blocking, you see the corner threes. It's like, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. I could see a scenario where his ceiling is Serge Ibaka. And then on the other hand, like Abrinas, I think his ceiling is probably like close to JJ Redick, but I, I don't yeah. know if he'll ever be as solid of a defender as JJ Redick. Um, just because he's so much smaller, he's just such a skinny little boy. Yeah. Although I guess he added on a lot of muscle, didn't he? He put on twenty pounds, which I also find a little hard to believe because it felt like it happened in like six hours. 
So like, I don't know what's happening. Are you positive it's muscle? Did they say 20 pounds of muscle? They said muscle, yeah. Okay. <laughs> fat. He's put on 20 pounds. He's been living at Taco Bell. <laughs> okay, so that was an easy one for you. Okay, they get progressively harder. Okay. All right. Next scenario. Would you rather Westbrook stays in Oklahoma City? Oh, I should mention that in this scenario, Paul George leaves next year. Okay, okay. Paul George is gone. So in this scenario, Westbrook stays. He signs the five-year contract or whatever. But I tell you that the Thunder will never make a conference finals during his career. Mm -hmm. Or Westbrook leaves and you know nothing. Uh, Oh... I think that you'd rather Westbrook. If you're looking for, if you want your team to have a chance to win a championship. But I told you there's no chance. That's what I'm saying. Then you, Westbrook leaves. Because I think the ultimate like reset button is there. And it's not, it's not the worst thing in the whole world for this franchise, for that to happen. Uh, It's not. Because like their picks are, are lottery protected picks. Um, they have mounds of cap space that Presti is very creative with. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that that's a very interesting option. I th- I think that it's kind of a scary proposition to have Westbrook on that five-year deal. And then not only have you lost Kevin Durant, but you have lost Paul George, who are like two of the best fits next to Russell Westbrook. And it like calls into question, like, can you keep guys next to Russ? And right. that will be like a massive storyline if Russ signs the extension. The Thunder are probably like a fifth through eighth seed for the next five years. And then like what people don't want to talk about is that like Russ is so reliant on his athleticism. Like when does that decline? And I think that he'll have like a, I don't think that his like prime is almost over or anything, but when he gets like his next deal, then like, what do you do? Because like you want to pay him like $45 million a year and then like his athleticism declines. And like, then what is like, what is Russell Westbrook? What is late career Russell Westbrook? And I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I don't know how he's going to evolve his game. Like he could just want to be Kobe, you know, and that's kind of concerning. Like the Lakers, their management has been, was really bad toward the end of Kobe's career but kobe was a massive part in just like dragging the lakers into the ground um and so since you have sam presti since you have such a great gm i don't think that the nuclear option for the thunder is the worst thing in the entire world yeah neither do i um and the cap space thing is really going to be crazy i mean i think fred katz was tweeting yesterday like maybe by 2018 like half of the teams will be paying the tax that's not even teams over the cap mm-hmm. so if you have cap space like you are going to have so many options and that this is actually one of the reasons if i could go on a tangent for a second yeah why i was not as thrilled with the sacramento kings offseason as much as everyone else was mm-hmm. um one i don't i didn't like trading back from 10 but that's kind of separate just because i feel like in that draft whether it's like zach collins malik monk donovan mitchell yeah. I wish I would have just taken one of those guys. Like, even if you have way too many shooting guards, I just feel like they have more trade value potentially. Yep. Um, so anyways, that's one thing. But then obviously they started signing all these veterans 
And, you know, like the Vince Carter deal, I think it's only one year. But then they did two years for Zach and then two plus like a non-guaranteed third year for George Hill. And they're just like shelling out all these money, all this money, and they're not going to be good. Like, do you think the no. Kings are going to be like – I think they could be the either the 14th team or the 15th team in the West. No, they're not going to be good. They're not right. going to be good at all. No. So they're just giving up all of this cap space. And I get the idea of bringing in veterans because that's one of the biggest mistakes that Hinky made was yeah. when he drafted Jaleel Okafor, he could have gotten a point guard to come in. Instead, he didn't. And Jaleel Okafor's value just tanked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get the idea of bringing in veterans. I just don't think you have to spend like $32 million or whatever on veterans because now next summer they're not projected to have a ton of cap space. Yeah. And I, I they could have been one of these teams like Brooklyn who maybe you can make some of these D'Angelo Russell deals. And I think those deals are going to become a lot more common when all of these teams are paying the tax. Yep. No question. I just think that they, I think this is something that they need to do, but in like two years, like they could make a move like this where you like bring in vets to kind of help your young guys. But like right now, like just let your young guys play. And just let them make mistakes and let them learn and let them grow. Um, you don't need to bring in three vets now. Like I, I can, I get like bringing one of those guys in. Like just like pay Vince Carter for the year to like mentor some of these guys. You don't need to pay all three of those guys like a tremendous amount of money um, because you're right. Like where, where's where are the Kings going? They're going nowhere. And like what George Hill like plays the same position as the top five pick that you just got. And I know he could play next to him, that he can help mentor him, but um, I'd just rather have De'Aaron Fox just play as many minutes as he can this season. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously compared to past years, like, they had a pretty good offseason. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they yeah. had the worst offseason. So it's not like it was totally terrible. It was They had a good offseason. It's just I feel like they were getting a lot of praise for this offseason. They had a good draft. Uh, I like the guys that they took. Um We'll see if that if trading back pays off. Uh, in the past, it has paid off for a lot of teams to trade back and get two guys rather than one guy. Like you, like look at Denver and what they were able yeah. to do. Um, yep. You just don't know. Like you just don't know. Like the draft is just such a crapshoot. Even still, like people are evaluating summer league and like all these guys are like oh this team made a mistake and oh I can't believe this team got this guy and oh look at all these people that miss on Donovan Mitchell. It's like all right, let's just like hold up. Let's just. Like right now, we're watching these guys play rec ball, basically, and let's see what they do like in on an, an NBA court versus NBA defenses. Uh, because I'm, I'm just not, I'm not buying into really anybody at this point. Like I think that Donovan Mitchell's good. I thought he was good through the whole draft process, but do I think that he's what he's been in summer league? Absolutely not. Like I don't think this guy's like a superstar or anything. Um, so we'll just see. Um, but I, I don't know. I like the Kings draft. I don't like their free agent moves but i like their draft okay back to would you rather okay would you rather andre roberson roberson said it wrong (laughs) every time andre roberson becomes a consistent 32 percent three-point shooter but he's still (laughs) a whole 32 percent yeah that's all i'm giving you (laughs) okay (laughs) He becomes a consistent 32% three-point shooter, but he still shoots terribly from the line, okay? Mm-hmm. Still like 2%. Or 
he becomes a 90% free throw shooter, but he will always shoot under 30% from three. Give me the free throws, baby. Ooh. Give me the free throws. Now, how I have had to make his three-point shooting. It would have to be like 36%. Oh, really? Yeah. I was worried about the 33%. That's why I went 32 (laughs) No, I I just think that they have found enough ways to get him involved that doesn't involve three-point shooting. Like when it really matters, they found enough ways to get him involved that I don't think that he has to shoot threes for him to be effective. It's just when you have to take him off the court because of the the hacka, I just think that that's where like his value just plummets. So if right. he can shoot free throws and be a great defender and they basically play him as like a pick and roll four, which they did a lot versus Golden State when Durant was still here and it was really effective. Uh, that's where I think that you can you can get by, especially now that they have Patterson and you have Paul George and you have these guys that can sit out there on the three-point line and attract defenses. I think that you can much more get by with Robertson not shooting threes or not being good at shooting threes um, than you can him. You know, being uh, a guy that's going to be taken off the court because he can't shoot free throws. Yeah. Now, I'm so embarrassed I said Roberson. That's pretty it's bad. Like, it's like when people, uh, you know, like Bon Iver. Yeah. And I used to call them Bon Iver. Yeah. On, and uh, and when you hear somebody say that, you just like instantly know. It's like you don't really like yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. You just lost all your credibility. I know. I just lost all my street cred. Just right then. <laughs> okay. Next one. Would you rather this season make it to the conference finals but lose to the Warriors in four, mm-hmm. all double digit losses? Okay. So you get okay. beat pretty handily, mm-hmm. but you to the conference finals. Or you play the Warriors in the second round, you lose in seven games on a blown call. Oh, no. Uh, I think that you'd rather be the team that pushes Golden State to seven. Because, like, right now, it feels, like, impossible to do to even make that happen. Right, yeah. That's, uh, that's an interesting pick. Because some people would say, like, hey, you make it to the conference finals, you can say you made it to the, to the conference finals. You know? Yeah. I think that if – I think it might be more impressive for Paul George to see that you have a chance against Golden State. Uh, rather than like getting killed by Golden State, I think like that had like an effect on Gordon Hayward's free agency. It's just like seeing like, oh my god, like I I can't, we can't even compete with these guys. There's right. nothing yeah. I can do. Uh, but if you can show Paul George that like you have a team that can push Golden State, and you were like on, you were just right there, almost beating them, I think that that would speak volumes to him. Um, because I think that like getting to the West Finals is like a, a thing that the Thunder could do. Um, so it'll be it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this current Thunder team evolves and like see where they are in playoff positioning and if they can avoid the Warriors until the Conference Finals. I think they'll have a shot because like the Spurs are kind of hanging back a little bit, and I think that they're wanting to be one of those few teams that has cap space next summer. Like that's why they like let Jonathan Simmons go. Uh, so it'll be. I don't know how good the Spurs will be. What, what do you think? Because I, I just don't think I, you look at their roster and it's like totally uninspiring. And I know that Greg Popovich is the best coach maybe ever. Um, but I just 
I'm not sold on that Spurs team being that good. What do you think? Yeah, I feel a lot better if I I knew more about their point guard situation because Tony Parker's, I don't think he's going to be ready for the start of the season. Right. Um, And he may not even be good when he gets back. And so then you're relying on DeJounte Murray and your favorite Derek White. Right. um, As your point guard at the beginning of the season. I I just don't. They have Patty Mills. Oh, they have Patty Mills. Okay. Well, it's not bad. Um, I'm a little worried about their big man rotation. Yeah. Because uh, Dwayne Dedman, who's probably overrated, uh, probably. was a played a big role for them. And, he did, and now they have Joffre playing that big role for them. I'll be honest. I I went on to their uh, like the basketball reference page or whatever. I was looking at their roster for the upcoming season because uh-huh. I was like, man, I, I don't even know if I can name eight Spurs. Like. <laughs> they gonna play and then i was looking at it i was like oh yeah i know all these guys yeah this, is the, this is the same team they've had for like 40 years yeah like so i don't know maybe they don't win 60 games but they're probably still a 50 win team yeah they've got rudy gay who who the heck knows what rudy gay is gonna do um you know danny green i, I don't know like this it's just an uninspiring roster like it's just like you would take the thunder roster uh, but it's just the coaching and it's like the environment and it's like, who knows? Like maybe this guy, Brian Forbes is going to turn into like a star or something. Like, I don't know. Like you just don't know what the Spurs, I don't want to like count them out, but I just look at the right. roster and I just think like, I don't, oh, I think the thunder could beat them in the playoffs. Oh, you want to count them out. <laughs> You're just scared. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> People have been counting them out for like eight years. Yeah. And it's always the okay, wrong thing now, to do. Now I'm transitioning into the more fun questions. Okay, okay. So first, uh, this is just a personal preference. Would you rather I give you season tickets for next season? Mm-hmm. Four of them. You can take your whole family. Oh, wow. You know what? Okay. Throw five, you can take a friend. Wow. Right? Okay, okay. They're in the city. Right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or you only get to go to one game next year, but it's your choice you get floor seats and you get to shoot the half court shot. <gasps> Give me that. But I, <laughs> I figured you. <laughs> I want to shoot that half court shot so bad. I think that I can make it. Twenty five grand in my pocket. <laughs> so you would choose that one game over. You could go to forty other games. <laughs> I, actually, I would probably take the season tickets of five because you could. If you think about this, you could also sell them and then. I could purchase a courtside seat to the game of my choice. So I could make that happen. I might even, I mean, I'll sign up. I'll try to get into the half court shot. I, I could probably make, I could potentially make both a reality with option number one. That's true. Wait, is that how it works? You just sign up and they pick someone? I really don't even know. I have no clue. But I could probably, I could probably figure out how that happens, like how they pick people for that. There was a solid year in college where, I didn't work out, but I went to the gym multiple times per week and only shot half court shot. <laughs> I was like convinced it was my destiny. <laughs> I I knew a guy that that made it and oh, really? got twenty five money. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Super okay. Crazy. Uh, next one. Kyle Singler is traded mid season for a late second round pick. Oh wow. Or. He stays, he finishes out his contract, 
He still plays random minutes, but he comes on your podcast once. <laughs> Get him off the team. What? <laughs> give me, <laughs> give me the second rounder. <laughs> do you know how how many listens you would get you would do such big numbers <laughs> i don't know that i would who wants to hear kyle singler talk everyone everyone <laughs> i want to hear what questions you would come up with oh man it would be bad just when i was like just when i look at him like i've asked him i asked him questions at media day last year and i was just like how can you justify yourself and like that's what came literally that's what came out of my mouth toward him and he was not very happy about that <laughs> Wow, so you would take the late second round pick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, give me the second rounder. That'd be great. I'd be so happy. Do you know how many downloads I'd get just from the the Kyle Singler emergency pod? It would be crazy. Probably just as much as I would get from the Kyle Singler is on my pod. (laughs) Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you dropped off. Oh. I was really worried because we're getting to my favorite three. Okay. So I have three left, all right? Now these are these are these are the wild ones, okay? Okay. They are not necessarily that thunder related. All right. This first one. All right. Would you rather as part of their advertising agreement, Anthem Brewing demands that you drink two beers before every podcast? Oh my. Okay. It doesn't matter when the podcast is. That means if it's six AM on Friday, you have to drink two of their beers. Oh, Or, listen to this, they honor you with your own beer, okay? Yes. It it becomes their most popular beer. Everyone loves it. Everyone's drinking it. But the name of it is the Big Dumb Andrew Schleck beer. (laughs) And it becomes so popular that every time people see you, they say, oh, look, it's Big Dumb Andrew Schleck. It has your face on it. Just Big Dumb Andrew Schleck. (laughs) You do. <laughs> give me, give me the big dumb Andrew Schleck. I'll take it. Really, you want to be called that by every Oklahoma City citizen <laughs> the rest of your life? I think some people think that, anyways, right? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it would be really hard to drink two beers before every podcast. It would be really bad. Like i i would I might be sick, like drinking <laughs> two beers at five forty five a.m. Like it just, yeah. it might not be good. Like our podcast might just drop off the map if, if that happens. <laughs> also, the amount of control Luke will try to take from me and the other guys on Friday would probably get a little out of control. They'd see your weakness and they'd pounce. They would. Oh, does this mean that everyone has to drink too or just me? No, just you. Okay, okay. I was thinking like if we got like Luke like two beers oh. in before we started the pod, like things would... That's where things I feel like would get really out of control. That'd be very bad. Um, okay, second to last gets, one. He just gets louder. I was like, if you listen, go back and listen to like any of our live shows, like Luke <laughs> is screaming literally the entire time. <laughs> it's because he has two anthems in, in him. <laughs> um, all right, this one. Oh, this is this is a really tough one. All right. Would you rather? So every Thunder game for the rest of your life. You have to listen to noise-canceling headphones, okay? Okay. You have noise-canceling headphones on, so you can't hear any of the announcers. What's on the headphones, however, is the game is being announced by Jim Traber. Oh, my. Okay? Okay. So you have to 
to Jim Traber, announce the games, every single Thunder game for the rest of your life, you can't mute it. All right? Ugh. Or, or anytime you go to a Thunder game, you throw up at halftime. Oh, I'd rather throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Wow. <laughs> every single game. Every game. Going to have to, hey, honey, I need to leave. And she's like, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. <laughs> throw up. I'll be right back. I need to throw up. Yeah, I throw up. Um, you know, throwing up, like, the uh the the before and the during throwing up is real bad but afterwards like sometimes you feel that's real good you'd be rejuvenated like every second half that's true like you get like that like throw up sweat going on and yeah. like you like you do the throw up and then like you instantly just like feel so much better like you come on down you get cleaned up you come on come back like you just you feel great you're just ready to go yeah Jim, i mean traver Man, Traver is just so bad. Like, he could just not know less about the NBA. I mean, it's just atrocious. I haven't listened to this, but I saw someone, like, tweeting or saying that he um, is down on the Paul George trade, which is just, like, an incredible thing to do. I haven't heard it, so I can't, like, I can't quote quote him on it, but it's bad. I have to investigate that. Okay, final would you rather. I think this one is, is really going to bother you. This one's personal. <laughs> so would you rather both of your sons grow up to become storm chasers uh, or they don't. Okay. They just mm-hmm. grow up normal life, but storm chasers are at every single one of your major life events for the rest of your life. Oh, so like when man. you get married, the storm chasers are going to be at the wing. Like as storm chasers or just as people? As chasers. Okay. So like when you become a grandfather one day in the hospital, <laughs> your, your daughter-in-law is giving birth to a beautiful baby boy, storm chaser is going to be right there. <laughs> Chanting? Saying first impressions are everything. First impressions are everything, child, coming into the <laughs> world. <laughs> oh. Uh, is early death an option C? <laughs> no now i will tell you you know on the one hand if both your sons grow up to be on storm chasers there's going to be storm chasers at every one of your major life events anyways you know that's true but i but they wouldn't be in right, their giant cargo pants correct oh boy i can't have my sons be storm chasers i just can't do that to them <laughs> i'd rather be annoyed you know however many times a year it is and just be a, just a frustrated man on just those few days rather than be a frustrated man for the amount of years that they would be storm chasers. Oh, here comes, comes, here comes a storm chaser right now. A Archie, future storm Archie, do you want to be a storm chaser? Mama's out in the garage, Bubba. <laughs> do you want to be a storm chaser? He won't answer. He's running away. Um, he knows that on him if he answers truthfully he did he he put a massive frown on his face whenever i asked him that he was not happy uh yeah i cannot do that to my kids because i feel like it's just it changes i mean i couldn't look at them the same man Uh, well that's 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 i'm I'm glad you stuck by i feel that was sticking by your beliefs yeah (laughs) 
Oh, storm chasers are. I just can't believe they still exist. I'm really kicking myself. And the next time I do talk to Sam Presti, I'm going to ask him about them. Like, I'm seriously just going to be like, why? Like, why does this happen? Because, like, a conversation, oh, a conversation that I had with him, he was saying that he wanted the crowd to, like, organically find out about Russ having a triple-double. Because um, I asked him why they didn't have, like, a triple-double counter in the arena. Um, yeah. And he said he wanted to have one organically. And my immediate response should have been, what about the Storm Chasers? That should have been... <laughs> Yeah. Um, you got anything else? Yeah. Okay. Last question. Last okay. question. This is not would you rather. This is, I, I've been thinking a lot about if I couldn't be a Thunder fan, wh- who would I want to be a fan of? You mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. And one of them was the Bucks, just because, like, you're guaranteed, like, the next four or five years of Giannis, which would be awesome. Yeah. But this is the opposite. So somebody hears a Down to Dunk podcast, they love it. They call you up, they, Andrew. We want you to start following our team. We're going to pay you a lot of money, and you're going to do a weekly podcast. Okay? Okay. But, but these are your five team options, and you have to rank, basically, the fan experiences. And this is for the next five years. Oh, wow. Okay. They're all Eastern Conference teams. Okay. okay so Orlando. Okay. Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn. Indiana. Detroit. And Chicago. Okay. You have to weekly fan podcast the magic the nets chicago who else indiana and detroit indy and detroit Ugh. <laughs> that's bad that is real yeah. bad uh do i do it from the city or do i do it from oklahoma city uh i thought about that i'm gonna say you stay in oklahoma city so your life does not change you don't have to live in these places okay I think I'm going Brooklyn. I know. That's what I, that's what I think. <laughs> that's my choice. I just feel like there's no hope for the Bulls because they're, they're just giving away good things and receiving back bad things. I feel like Detroit is just going to be so mediocre for like the next 20 years. I feel right. like the Magic just can't get anything right. Um, and the Nets are like, they're doing things like they don't have their picks still, but whenever they start having their picks, I feel like they're going to do the right things with it. So I'll take the nets. You'd be able to do so much, so many trade calls with the nets. Oh my goodness. <laughs> do trade calls. And then like evaluating the draft too. Like I would be out of control when it was time to evaluate the draft. Yeah. It would be so fun. Well, that's a good choice. Uh, it's, I feel like it's really the only choice. <laughs> Um, Alex, thanks for coming on the show today. If you don't follow Alex on Twitter, you need to at Al Baby Cakes. He's great. Thunder follow. Oh, my son is in here watching some kind of show. I don't know if you can hear it or not. Um, follow him on Twitter, Al Baby Cakes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. If you have time, please leave us a five star iTunes review. It does make a difference to us in the iTunes rankings um, and what people see and our advertisers and all that stuff. So if you like listen to us and you want to do something nice for us, that would just be a lot of help to us uh, just to leave a five star iTunes review. I hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to John Hamm on Wednesday. Uh, until then, have a good one.